One second. Sorry, I had to change um, the audio because uh, the audio coming from the computer was too low in it. So I had to put on the beats. I had to show them, you know, show, show them the B. Let them know I've got a little bit of money now. It's going to be audio anyway. You can't see it through Spotify, mate. <laughs> Are you always hating? Why are you trying to stop my shine, bro? I got the hating from you, mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, come off it, bruv. Listen, I'm always a supporter of all my people. It's just you. You always just shit, bruv. I can't support shit this. Are you trying to explain yourself? Huh? Are you trying to explain yourself? I'm not trying to explain myself, fam. You're, I'm, I'm a natural born hater, innit? What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, fam. <laughs> but I'm not so ashamed to admit, it, bro. It is what it is. But yeah, what you, what you been saying? What we'll start for you been saying? The New Yard and everything like that. Yeah, the New Yard's been good. Like, no one dressing, dropping litter from upstairs. Mm. I can't complain, innit? So I can't. Yeah, even the room's looking hench, bruv. Yeah. It's big, bruv. Hella spacious. Nice, nice little double bed. 40 pound pillow. Hey. That's a 45 pa- What? 45? Yeah, memory from pillow. You know what I'm saying, fam? Wow. The money yeah. long you know now. Yeah. Right, fam, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is with your pocket, fam, but it's looking like it's got a fupa, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Um, I that's that's lit. What's what's the memory from saying? Because um, I, I heard that that there's mad good reviews about it and stuff like that, and also the mattress as well. Apparently, the mattress is banging. Mm, I mean, I haven't got a memory from mattress, but in terms of the pillow, it's like um, it depends on how um soft your one is. So my one's hard, but then it kind of eases in over time, and it's so. Oh, okay. So what? Yeah. It, it, it like molds to you in it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The more the more you lie on it, the quicker it molds to you, innit? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's a quarantine. You're just chilling there. Netflix. <laughs> eight hours Post sleep. Me. Eight hours sleep's unprecedented, fam. Seriously? Yeah. I what, regular? Are you getting eight hours in? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And that's sick, you know? Not yeah. a lot of men are doing that. Certain men are staying up till 3 a.m., waking up like 6 the next day. See, the thing is, I probably will be doing that, but I'm not even a, a TV person like that, innit? I don't watch much shows on Netflix or that, innit? Oh, is it? So, wait, so how are you getting through um, quarantine then? Well, before June, it was Sabu. Bro, before you even told me that you were playing Habbo again, yeah, I, I thought the thing got shut down. Shut down? I thought it got shut down years ago. It's peaking right now, mate. You know when it restarted, but right now everyone's on it now that quarantine's here, isn't it? So we're down. I I'm gonna have to hear Club Penguin still see what the puffles are saying. I thought it's like people are bringing their real life social norms into hybrid. People think they're you know they're they're this and that and all that. I'm like this is this is just so dumb. Why am I on this game? So I just I just sold all the coins I had. I know I gave my coins all to someone that that. Um, I rated it, didn't I? I just quit the game, and I just, I just said the words "nigger" three times, and then I got banned for life. I'm done. Yeah. I can, can, can you even say that? Because it just says "bobber" in it. It's yeah, called "bobber, bobber, bobber." Yeah. Bobber. yeah. <laughs> you, say, you say it three times, you just get banned in it. So I was like, you might as well. Man. Oh damn! Wait, I, that's that's mad, bro. I, yeah. I remember I got banned for scamming people. <laughs> you know <what>? I was <laughs> doing four one nine before everyone knew about four one nine, bro. You know what? Man got man got scammed in two occasions. Yeah, yeah. Or, or have, and I still stayed. 
I still Seriously? Stayed. Yeah. Like, I was so pissed, but I still stayed in it. Wait, how did you get scammed? Because I, I, I used to scam man, like, um, through gambling, innit? Mm. So I, I, I used to run, like, a gambling game in my room. Mm. So basically, I, I used to invite people in. I would advertise it on, on, on all the rooms and that. So people mm. would come in. And basically, I'd put out all my latest furniture in it. That, the the um, club sofa, club TV, all, all this lit stuff in it, bare barriers everywhere, fam. So everyone knows the man's guan, you know, in it. So I used to do that. And then um, I would play this dice game, in it. So oh, grab Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think like if, I can't remember it precisely, but it was like, if it gets on a certain, I think it's if even an odd or, or whatever, yeah. then um, you win or you lose, in it. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do was that I used to show them everything that I've got so they know I've got peace. So, so they know I'm good for it, innit? So I'd be like, okay, cool. So you trade me um, uh, whatever it is, coins, furniture, whatever in it. So they trade me that. And then um, we play the game. If they won, I'd, I'd give them back the money in it. So they think, yeah, this thing's legit, innit? So they keep gambling, keep gambling, keep gambling. Once they lose everything for them, Yeah. Man used to kick them out the room and ban them, bruv. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can laugh at that, mate. I don't, that, that was a lucrative business, fam. I, I was that, rolling that, in peace. That, that's what happened to me on two occasions. Like, they were the first it's time... the way the cookie crumbles, baby. It, it, let me tell you, let me tell you. The first time, they took 10 T out of me, right? And I nearly guilted this guy back into giving me the money. Back, in it, Because he... He banned me, he deleted me, and added me in back again in free accounts, in it. So he must have been feeling the guilt. Yeah. And then after, I just kept on sending in paragraphs saying, oh, yeah, I understand. If I was, if I was in your shoes, I'd do the same thing. But, you know, come on, bro, to bro, give me the money back, you know, all that crap, in it. Was it? Yeah, man, man, man just banned me for good, didn't it? You know, uh, that's, that's, did he give you the money back, or, or did he, he just let you ride it out? He just banned me, innit? So... <laughs> What's funny is that um, there was one guy that was in the room and all, all this was happening. I went to another grabber and he was also in that room as well. You understand? Yeah. I didn't yeah. check the queue. I didn't check the queue. I thought it was just somebody that, that's, that's coming to, to play as well, wouldn't it? Mm. So I'll explain to him, can you get your man to un- unban me and give me the money? He's like, he told me that you, you, were, you, were, you were lying about, about, about um, some, some shit that you just make up in it. I was like, no, I, I was, I was, I was being genuine. I gave him the money, and then he just banned me for no reason. Didn't he? And then and I was like, oh no, but I've been hearing stuff about you. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then I played, I played this guy's game. Yeah, he didn't say a word. I just, I, I thought it was legit because he didn't say a word, didn't it? So mm. I I, that doesn't make any sense, but carry on. <laughs> the first guy, the first guy was being over friendly. So I was thinking, oh, like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna be friendly. I can't trust you in it. This guy wasn't saying a word. So, yeah. um, you know, I was giving him some money and then I won the game, got the money back. Happened two or three times. I'd, I'd finished the conversation I had with this guy while the other guy was watching in silence. And then that guy left. I gave him 40, 40 credits. One, one about 80. Bam, bam. Seriously? Yeah, all the money went there from then. I, I was like... This man is savage, you know? Yeah. Like, rah. Uh, oh wait, was this recent or was this back in the day? Uh, this was this was in March. <laughs> and your season player just began scam like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, 
you, you see, the funniest thing about scamming, yeah, was that I wasn't even a scammer like like that. The only reason why I got into scamming was because I got scammed, bro. Mm. And, and, I, and I clocked the game in it. Like I had a bridging who put me on, mm. and then he uh, he, he was a. Uh, if if you if we run these games together, like we, uh, we used to, we used to do, like um, you know, like how in Vegas and that they, they used to do like card counting and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, he he would set up games, yeah, and then I'd come in and basically used to rig the games. Like I think he had bots and stuff like that. So like I would come in and bet, yeah, and every single time I would bet, I would win. So it would make it look to to everyone else within the room that. Everyone's winning. Do you know what I mean? So everyone would be betting, 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 betting. So that, that's how I came into the game. And I, I, I was like, teach me the game, ghosts. I will look at this one. It was good. It was good for uh, for like a month or two. Then I, I think I got banned for life. <laughs> I just got banned for life from. I scammed too many people with it. But hey, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? It's just the way it is. <laughs> Back, back, back when you were playing, how much were thrones? Thrones? Yeah. I think they were like 20, 50, 20 to 50 maybe in, in, that, in that range. Like, it wasn't that credits. much. Yeah, yeah, 50 credits. I, I think um, a sofa was about 25. A throne was about 50. Actually, no, it might have been 100. And, and the sofa was 50. And the TV was 25. I think that's the order. The throne was, was 100. Well, is it a TV where two people can go inside? Yes, 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 yes. So the, uh, the big bronze one. You know that TV is now is now um, two two credits. Yeah, you're taking a piss. It's two credits. I guess how much the thrones are? Five. Uh, five credits. They are a thousand credits. Huh? A thousand. Why? No idea. Some someone must have made a massive markup, and then it must have made it very expensive. Do you know how mad it is that, that how someone can just create a whole stock market in a in a computer game, bruv? That is mental. Yeah. I know, I know, you know, you know, a lot of people just spending a thousand like it's nothing. Like there's there's like a halo you can buy for yourself, that's a thousand. There's crowns people buy that's three thousand, big scarf. It's just, it's Do you know what it is? It's just flex, bruv. It, it's like if you go on games like Fortnite or or those um I don't know, League of Legends or whatever. You see all them skins and stuff. Bruv, it doesn't change the game, fam. You're just no, flexing on everybody else, bruv. There's no other reason. Did they have something like, called bank, bank game in your era? Uh, no, I don't think so. What games did they have? Like, not, that's, that's not casino. Bro, all I used to do was run casino, fam. And, and, and I used to get married like every week, fam. <laughs> bro, every single Saturday, fam, I had a new wife, bro. <laughs> fam, I, these times, yeah, I, I wasn't even Muslim and asking my mom if I could have five wives, bro. I was just out here just moving reckless, bro. <laughs> crazy girl, fam. Um, but it is what it is, fam. Mm. I, I was I was playing the field. I was playing the field. I was I was a very eligible bachelor back in my day. <laughs> but right right now, obviously, I, I'm I'm on the good good path. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to say monogamous. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> but yeah, okay, okay. I I think now is a perfect time to segue into the intro. Good morning, good evening, salutations, people. You're tuning in for another episode of Team Waffles Podcast for your host Tommy Dixon, the host who does the absolute most. Today I am joined here with a very, very special guest who in fact was actually the first person to feature on the podcast, but this was a practice episode before the podcast actually aired. So I'd like to introduce, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, Kalachi Nuerica Opara. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, my intros are lit, innit? My intros are lit. I like that. Get into AJ fam, I swinging it left, right. I <laughs> but do you know the one part of the show yeah that I've I've been um missing the most yeah is that the crep check. I can't crep check nobody because everyone's indoors. Yeah, but you live in there, you might have some poopy thing um crepes on my feet right now, isn't it? What you what are you wearing? You're probably wearing slides, isn't it? It's a rhetorical question, isn't it? <laughs> man's got nothing, fan. Man's man just got reptile feet right now, bro. Man's, man's, got, man's got astral cream on my feet, bro. That's that's <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> <cream>. <laughs> Hey, bro. I, what's up with that cream? I swear, like you have to cream it into your body like fifty times before the cream disappears. It takes forever to disappear into your skin. Yeah, but it's a good moisture. Though. It ensures that you're moisturized for the next twenty-four oh, hour definitely. period that follows. Isn't it? Definitely, definitely. But mm. but I, I, I think. The amount of energy you have to put in, fam, just to moisturize your skin, bruv. Mm. It's long, fam. It's long, mm. it's long. Mm. But it does a job in it. It does a job. Does a job. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's get into um the main topic of the day in it. So mm. obviously, um, I'm sure you're aware, just as I am aware. Mm. We've we've why am I even saying this? Bro, we've had conversations in it. Mm. Um it, it's uh, I want to talk about um the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and everything that's been happening recently. I, like everything that's been in the news, the one and only thing aside from Corona in it mm. and um, Donald Trump's madnesses. Mm. But yeah. Um, fam, you see the state of America, yeah? I feel like America is like a parallel universe, bro. Mm. Like I, I feel like in America, there are rules that just don't apply anywhere else. It's, it's, it's like, it's so weird to me because mm. I can't understand how frequently and how openly people can be oppressed over there, but they label it the land of the free, the land of the chosen. You can live the American dream, all of that, all of that. But when you actually look at the fuckeries, which is going on in America, yeah? Mm it doesn't make any sense to me because those essentially what they're saying is, is that it's the land of the free it's the, it's it's, it's the land of where you can make a new life for yourself and live the American dream, just not for everybody. So that, that, that's, that's, that's why to me, America is nuts. And like how all these events, like um, Tamir Rice, um, Breonna Taylor, um, um, Ahmaud Aubrey, and George Floyd could happen. But I feel like what is different in this situation 
is because number one, I feel coronavirus did um, play a big part in it in, in the fact that everyone was at home and everyone was literally, all, all everyone has to do is watch the news and scroll through social media in it. Mm. Um, and then also um, the fact that this event, yeah, was so long and so painful to watch, bro. Like it, it, it was a nine minute video, bro. It was a nine minute lynching. If, if you want if you want to think about it like that and and the fact that um Derek Chauvin the guy who had his knee on um on George Floyd's neck looked so nonchalant did you, did you see the way he was sitting on his neck mm. with his hands in his pocket bro mm. like for me I, I, I was I was just thinking like there's uh, there's that police officer like like um the the Asian police officer who's right next to him. And I was like, don't you see something wrong here? Mm. Like I'm I'm watching it, and the more and more I'm watching it, bro, it's just it's getting more and more disgusting, and and it's it's like there's nothing I can do because I'm all I'm doing is just watching it. But I'm looking around and I'm like, how can you not see this is wrong? How can you not want to stop this? How can you hear a man telling you, I cannot breathe? My neck hurts. My stomach hurts. My head hurts. I cannot breathe. Please, please, please. And how you as a human being cannot feel any compassion or feel any way about what you're doing right there and then. I can't understand that. And that's why I believe America is a parallel universe. Like it's mental what can go on in there. Mm. I, I've been talking about the situation. What, what do you think? What's, what's your take on it? I mean, first of all, I think the police force in America, especially, it's, it's very broken mm. because they have a lot of energy for the citizens, especially the black citizens of America. But they don't carry that same energy for their fellow policemen who are being unjust towards the black citizens of America. For example, for example, even within the police setup, there could be a white, a white policeman that's exerting brutal force on a black, on a black citizen. And there's been many times where even the black police officer is standing and watching and not even doing anything about the situation. So it brings about a question as, is there codes, like inside codes and, and, and due diligence that they have, to, they have to stick by that other citizens don't know about? Mm. Our leads, even black officers to not act mm. in a way, in a way um, that can stop the officers from, from being brutal. You understand? Yeah. I think it's kind of like, I think the best way to describe it, yeah, was I was talking to my mum about this, yeah, mm. and we were just talking like the police is actually a gang, you know. Mm-hmm. It literally functions like a gang, mm. in the sense that, say for example, if you're out with somebody, yeah, mm. and they're doing something, but like I say, say for example, if 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 the plan was you were gonna go and catch one person from the opposite side or whatever. And you were just gonna punch him up in it, yeah. And and that that was a plan. Just punch him up, whatever. You get there, you've you've done the punching or whatever. But the person who you are with has decided that I'm gonna take this further. 
I feel like there's unspoken rules there that you can't interfere. Like, like, like this, we're, we're getting a man down. We're getting a man down. So in, in that situation, yeah, Derek Chauvin was the trainee officer, yeah? Um, the other two, there were, there were three, um, three other officers. There was um, two of them. Two of them were um, quite, quite new to the force. The, I, I think one was, um, it was his third ever police shift. And um, another one, I think it was his fourth day in the police force. And then there was an Asian police officer. But apparently he's already had a bunch of offences against him, innit? So those two police officers that were brand new, yeah, I felt like they felt like they couldn't do anything. I'm not absolving them of, of, of any guilt or anything like that. But I feel like, say, for example, if, if you're in the army, yeah, and your general tells you to do something, you're going to do what your general says because he is the leading authority. In the same way, I feel like the, the police force works in, in the same way that there's unwritten rules and codes and that if your police officers are all doing one thing, you're, you're all doing it together. It's, 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 not, it's not like, a, it's not like a, you, you act on your own instinct or, or your own thought because you guys are a unit. You guys are blue gang. You man roll with the mandem roll. And if the mandem is all doing this, you're doing this with the mandem. And that's why I say the police is a gang, bro, because they have a gang mentality. They abuse their power. And because the institution which runs the police force is a white institution. And in America, I feel like the, the white system in place it definitely, actually, no, I'm not going to say, I, I think it definitely tells um, them that the value of a person's life, yeah, is dependent on their skin tone, bruv. And if you are of a darker um, shade, bro, your value of life does not hold the same weight as your lighter counterparts, bro. And that's why you see so many people that have the same outcome as George Floyd, bruv. And that's why they can still perpetrate all this stuff and how they, they can get people down. Because if it's so inscribed within a system, yeah, it can't be wiped out overnight. Like, like they, they've been doing this stuff for, for hundreds of years, bro. They've been killing black people for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's institutions like this which have allowed it because I'll, I'll take you to, I'll give you an example, yeah? Do you, um, did you see the video of, um, of the Central Park jogger? It, it, was, it was the white lady and she had a dog and, and the dog wasn't on the leash. Yeah. Then, then there was the black um, uh, bird watcher coming round and, um, and he, he basically told the woman, look, your dog's not on the leash. Put the dog on the leash, yeah? yeah. And then she came over to him and then she said, oh, why, why are you filming me? Why are you filming me? He, he said, I'm, I'm filming you just, just for my safety in it. So she said, okay, cool. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to tell them that an African-American man is threatening my life. You know the reason why she has done that. She didn't say that, first and foremost, yeah, the man wasn't even threatening her in any way. She, she wasn't following the rules. He told her, follow the rules. But what she did was that she said, I know what police do to your people, bruv. Mm. I know what they do to your people 
So if you're not careful, and if you don't leave me right now to do whatever I'm doing, I'm going to come and sick the police officers on you because I know that if I tell them a black person is here harassing me, a white woman, they're going to get you down. They're going to dead you, just like every one of your people. They're going to dead you, dead you. That's literally what she said. It's those institutions like the police force which allow that to happen because it's so ingrained in their culture that they kill black people and they've been doing it for time, bro. It's mashed. It's mashed. But I feel like this event that has happened, yeah, even though so many events have happened in the past in America, yeah, have been just as tragic and just as horrifying and just as disgusting. I feel like this one is slightly different because of the amount of media coverage coverage that is getting there was protests across the entire um of america across all 50 states there was um protests in foreign countries in london in syria in paris all over the globe bruv brands were were, were backing it bro did, did you see the amount of black screens there was on tuesday on instagram Bro, the, the, the amount of support for this, yeah, the amount of media coverage, the amount of noise that's coming about this situation, I don't think America will ever be the same. But I don't think it will change things revolutionary. But I do believe that it's going to be that little creak in the door that's going to start the conversation of we need to change this dramatically. We need to change the way in which we think about how we view black people across the globe, not just in America as well. I feel like I've been chatting for time, brother. <laughs> right, so everything, everything you've been saying has brought something to the table. Now, I would like to um, ask you a question in terms of the rioting that's happened in America. Mm. How do you think about the way it has been conducted? The rioting? You see me with the rioting, yeah? Um, I don't think it's wrong that people are writing because they're pissed, bruv. They're pissed. They've seen a man die live on their screens, fam. And if they didn't say nothing, it could have been them too. And, and that, I feel like that's the most shocking, not shocking thing because we know it, but now the world knows it. It wasn't, it's not just George Floyd. This is every single black person in America. In it could have been any of them. Exactly. Any of them. And that, that's, that's saddening, proper, proper saddening. Mm. And you see it, like, across all, all the different people, like um, Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice was a little boy playing cops and robbers. Mm. Then Ahmad Aubrey was, was what, a, a 20-something-year-old man. Um, then you have a look at Breonna Taylor. That's a woman, a black woman. Bro, it doesn't matter about your age. It doesn't matter about um, your position. It doesn't matter about your gender. Bro, they will get you down. Even let's let's even um, actually wait. I'll I'll come come to that that later. Yeah, but in terms of the writing, yeah, I feel definitely if if possible, if possible, yeah, if you're gonna write it, just don't mash up your own place. You know what I mean? Because you need to go to the Tesco or the Sainsbury's in the morning. If you want, go smash up a Costa coffee or a Starbucks or a or a not Nike Town, 
um, smash up a, a ZZ's, smash up something which isn't within your local area. Smash up something that that's like a big brand that doesn't affect like your like local businesses and stuff like that. But then again, you can't tell people where and which to, to, to target that anger in it. But I've, I do think it's kind of sad then that some people who are innocent to the situation that they're, they're not racist people or whatever they're losing their livelihood in it. Like uh, I, I saw one man, his car got burnt down. Um, people have their businesses smashed in, broken up, robbed, this and that. And that's sad. But I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I think in a time in which people are hurt, I feel like this is something that just needs to happen. Like they they need to realize. Fam, if you don't listen, you must feel. So if someone wants to go and smash up, personally, I wouldn't do it. But big man, I'm not telling you to, to not do it. Go smash up if you need to go smash up. Smash out everything. Just don't smash out um, the, the, the little corner shop. Leave, leave boss man alone, bruv. He's just trying to do his little hustle and make his little grind fam. I need to go get a Miranda in the morning anyway, so leave boss man alone. <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you think of the rights? What do you think of the rights? I feel like the rights is definitely a right way to go because if it was just another peaceful protest, the police are used to black people doing a peaceful protest. What the police do is they will test the waters to see how much they can get away with and still have their conditions like remaining the same. Mm. There's only so much peaceful protests can do. They can make temporary short-term acts come into place. And then after two or three years, it just comes back to normal again. Mm. And then the police brutality still surfaces up and all sorts. You understand? Mm. So it could be someone from higher up telling the, the policemen to just cool it down for a bit and just wait for everything to become silent before you start testing waters again. Mm. Whereas with these rights, these rights are telling the telling the policeman and the government alike that enough of this, you understand? It's not it's not gonna it's not gonna happen the way you guys are um enforcing brutal force on our people. So I'm with the rights. However, what I'm not with is the way it's so disorganized. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way the riots are so disorganized, that's what I'm not with. There was there was no community leader or no leader to bring other community leaders together that have a voice to tell mm. the people who are angry how we're going to operate. And most importantly, there was no specific demand yeah, no I get you. Yeah, I get yes. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no specific demand. Well, actually, so, so sorry, sorry to, to um to ask a question. Was the the demand not justice for George Floyd? I mean, I thought it was at first, but ever ever since um ever since um George Floyd's death, they've changed they've changed the condition of that officer Derek from just a mere leaving a job. To mm-hmm. second degree murder. So mm-hmm. if the, if the, if that was what they wanted, why are they still rioting? True. That's but what to, uh, to, to be honest, uh, to be honest, to be honest, yeah, the progression of it, yeah, like I feel it escalated with the presence of riots, and mm-hmm. and that's why I say I think the rioting definitely did help. Definitely did help oh, because it, it put Trump. 
on the ropes. 100%. He was on the ropes. 100%. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about Trump in a bit. We're going to yeah, talk yeah. about Trump in a bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think definitely, like even when you, you look at the case, yeah, that, that was happening um, surrounding um, Derek Chauvin um, uh, and, and the other three officers, yeah, was that um, I feel Derek Chauvin, he probably thought, it's going to blow over, bruv. This is going to blow over just like everything else. Exactly. But, but I think when he was inside his house, yeah, mm. and there were police officers ringed around his house, stopping the protesters from burning down his clerk, yeah? He was thinking, shit, I'm fucked, you know? I'm actually fucked. And then when the protests got so huge, there was so much media coverage, or all of the superintendents and uh, the people, like people in um, the judicial system, like quite high up and stuff like that, realized that they actually had to prosecute this guy. Like they, we need a conviction because this case is too high profile now. It's embarrassing. I feel, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like the reason why they pressed for more charges was a bit more to save their hide because there was way too much coverage for them not to do anything. If they did nothing after people saw that video, do you know how embarrassing that would be for the American justice system? That would be mad embarrassing for them because the entire world saw an execution on screen and a man having his neck pressed, his, his knee pressed down on another man's neck. And he was trying to tell me that's not murder. Bro, when, when the first autopsy came out, yeah, guess what the autopsy said, bruv? They said that the action of um, Derek Chauvin pressing his knee, George Floyd's neck, yeah, didn't play a part in, in his death. They, they, they said that there was underlying health issues. This was the pre uh, preliminary autopsy report, yeah? Imagine. <coughs> Kalachi, yeah? <laughs> <coughs> yeah? Okay, I'm going to go through this with you. Yeah. So it also said in that report, yeah, it said it was likely there was no strangulation. Kalachi, please tell me where in that video did he strangle him? There was no strangulation. Then he started talking about a cue um, and a anaphylactic shock or something like that. And and I was reading up about it. Basically, it happens when like it's an instantaneous um, uh, loss of breath or whatever. It happens with like explosion with machinery and stuff like that. Where was the machinery? Then it said, yeah, in in this autopsy result, it said likely, possibly could have contributed to. Big man, I watched the video. I could tell you it was likely, it was probable. Why are we coming to you as a professional and you're telling me likely possible? Big man, we go to autopsy and um, diagnostics and forensics and stuff like that for them to tell us what is going on, the specifics. This is a proper documented autopsy. You're telling me likely possible. Bruv, I could get a year seven ISIS student to tell me that, bruv, out here trying to tell. Anyways, anyways. That happened, yeah? And then um, the police report as well. In, in the police report that I'm assuming uh, Derek Chauvin and a few people contributed to, yeah? They said that there were certain points where, where he resisted. And this was before all the footage came out. So when, when the um, footage happened, yeah? You see the police officers approaching the car, yeah? Taking um, George Floyd out, 
they escort him, handcuff him, put him by the wall. Then uh, when, when they take him off the wall, I think they take him back to the car and then they restrain him on the floor and he puts the, the knee on his neck in it. Bro, we all saw it on camera. There was no resisting. You see, if cameras were not in play, if people were not recording, bro, the murder they could have gotten away with. And this would have been like anything else. It would have blown over. They would have probably um, either, maybe at the most, Derek Chauvin would have got a couple months in jail, yeah? But he probably would have got moved to another department and he would have been good. And apparently he's had a bunch of other complaints, like an incidents happening on his watch. But I'll tell you where God and the internet comes into play, yeah? So the family um, did an independent autopsy, yeah? Which proved that obviously Derek Chauvin was guilty of it, yeah? And because there was so much buzz um, and coverage from the media and, and the internet and everything like that, yeah? Bro, they, they, um, they removed the initial um, prosecutor or the person who was... Um, presiding over the case yeah he got another person in and they increased the initial charges of third degree murder and manslaughter to second degree yeah then um all three of of the men got charged with aiden and, and abetting murder and manslaughter then those charges now count up to 40 years maximum yeah 40 years maximum so you know they're catching at least 10 or 20. So that's a solid charge. Very, very solid charge. And there's no way in hell these men are getting out. You know why? Because their bail is at 1 million, bruv. Their bail is at 1 million? At 1 million. Mm. So there's no way these men are, are, are getting bailed out, bruv, at all. So sometimes this goes to show like how effective like media coverage and persistence and also the rioting as well. I think the rioting definitely, definitely helped because they realized this is a huge thing and they couldn't just let it go um, under wraps. How do you think uh, Trump has dealt with the situation? The Supreme Leader. I think Trump, he needs another impeachment. Personally, I feel like he needs another impeachment trial because he was just more—he was more concerned about. Um, there was another event, like there was another event that happened in which a black police officer was shot dead during the riots. Did you hear about that? Um, no, no, I didn't. All right, so, so basically, I think it was a black retired police officer was answering a call from his friend who owned a shop that was getting looted by um, by um, citizens of, I think it was St. Louis or another state in America. Right? So he responded to that call. And as a result of him going there and trying to bring authority, he got shot dead. And this was a nice a nice little propaganda for Donald Trump to leap, to, to leap on as a little cover-up of what actually what is actually going on to say that you are killing your own people whilst all this is going on. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. A black police officer being shot dead is not helping our cause at all. Mm. 
many other black lives that are also being affected by these riots is not affecting our it's it's not it's not helping our cause at all. But the fact that Donald Trump has been more vocal about this situation with passion, the black um, police officer getting shot by the rioters, yeah. than justice towards towards um the initial incident and against Derek, it, it speaks volumes. It speaks yeah. volumes. It makes you wonder who do you have as as president? Facts. You understand? Yeah. You see Trump here. Yeah? Mm. I think America went wrong when they hired a businessman to run their country. Mm. Because the man lacks empathy. Empathy. Mm. Big time. Mm. Because you see the first thing this man did when he heard that there were riots in yeah. Mm. Bear in mind he knows what the situation is, yeah. Please tell me why this man decided to tweet, when they start looting, we start shooting. Yeah? So now, we understand that black people, well, not, not we, but we, we definitely understand, but the world definitely understands that there is a huge issue in America with police going out and killing black people. This incident has just happened where a black man has been killed by a police officer. So why in the hell would you decide to go and send the largest amount of National Guard ever in history in America to go and deal with a situation and essentially give them publicized authority to go out and go kill people who are rioting, who are going to be predominantly black so essentially, you as a president have decided, I'm going to give these police officers the authority to go out and go kill some black people. Mm. This man has not read the situation. You know the phrase, read the room. I, I, I don't think Trump has. <laughs> I don't think he's heard that. I don't think he's, he's heard that term in his life. For him to do anything other than what he's done would be him to be fake. Because this man has publicly gone out and berated the black community, bruv. Like, even in his presidency, his cry to get the black vote was, what have you got to lose? It's either me or her. He said, listen, like, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. That was his cry for for him to get the vote, bruv. And then you have to also consider what he's done in the past, bruv, like with the Central Park Five, where where it was, uh, you know know about the Central Park Five, innit? Bro, don't remember, he, um, he put out an advert. He was urging the state or people um, within that, that, um, that area, that jurisdiction, to charge those kids with the death penalty, bruv, for a murder they didn't commit. And this is the man that is running your country. This man who is going around and essentially saying, go out and go murder people. And as you've just said, yeah, this man is more preoccupied to dealing with the death of one person, albeit that's a black life and that life is sacred, just as any other life, yeah? But this man has not read the situation that although this is one police life that has been lost, 
you know how many countless innocent black lives have been lost? And this is the boiling point that people are frustrated, they're angry, they are tired. They are tired of being tired, of being killed, of being murdered. Their, their mums who can't even confidently even send out their kids anymore to go out into the world and knowing that they can come back safe into their arms. Do you know how painful that must be as a black parent to not know if you're going to see your child or give your child instructions to try and pander to, to this police officer who on a whim may decide that today's your day. And it's not, and it's not your maker deciding that that's that man just deciding that because he's got a badge. This Trump guy, this, he needs to go, man. He needs to go. He, he's, he's had his time. The fact that America voted him in just spoke volumes about how, how the, the country thinks. And yeah, Trump, Trump is done. He's done out, bro. Okay. So let's even take it out of America, yeah? And let's look at the rest of the world, bruv. So let's look at the UK because I feel like this movement has really shone a light on black lives globally and how the world globally sees black people and how we need to change a way in which um, we look at black lives. Because I even give you an example, yeah? Like, um, uh, you know, Good Morning Britain with Piers and, and, uh, and oh, what's, what's the other lady's name? No, it's not Amanda. Is it Amanda? It's not Amanda, is it? Well, whatever. The, uh, the, the other lady, she's lit as well. She, she's lit. Like, she, she proper supports um, um, black stuff, like black communities. Like, whenever Piers is always chatting bollocks, she's always backing the thing. So, shout out um, the lady. I've, I've forgotten her name, but she's lit anyway. Um, but basically, um, the, there was a couple, there was like um, a Zoom call, yeah, between the studio and a couple people. There was like um, Dr. Shola, a woman. I think Akala was there. There was a few other people there, yeah. And it was like the penny dropped in the UK for what white privilege is. It was, it was about the same situation, about the woman, the, the woman and her dog, yeah. He was like, like in, he's never seen anything so threatening to the human race than the fact that someone who understands their privilege that they have and how they can use their privilege to take away someone's life or threaten a man's life. Like literally his life is on the line, bruv. I feel like it's really given, um, like the, the movement as a whole was really given a voice to the people, like, like people like John Boyega. Like John Boyega has always been backing black people for, for time, always been vocal, always been vocal. But I feel like re recently he's just gone extra ham extra extra ham like his um his speech in Hyde Park um his row on on Twitter where he was going back and forth back and forth back and forth with trolls bruv John weren't having none of it then I also want to bring up this this lady that I, I, I didn't know before but I know now she's um I think she's a beauty influencer her name is Jackie Ina isn't it um and she and she was basically telling brands put up or shut up because um uh, she, she was saying that oh there's so many brands who benefit off black culture, like um, Fashion Nova, a pretty little thing, and bear other brands in it. Like, like, like they, they used they use a lot of things like like um, from black culture and exploit it. Not exploit it, but they use it in it. But it's all good and well 
when when everything's going well, when it's it's a new hip dance or a new hip word or something within black culture which is popping. But when situations like this happen, why are you why why are we hearing crickets now? Why is, why is it crickets now? Why are you not still shouting about black culture and supporting this movement? And then off the back of that, yeah, all the brands were sitting down and having conversations about how they can try and support this movement. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it was sick that, that this movement has really opened up dialogue across the world. Um, but I do believe, actually, no, I, I want to ask you, yeah, I want to ask you, what do you feel about brands who are piping up now? Uh, black lives and and the movement and supporting black people and black businesses etc do you do you think that not that it's fake here but do you do you think black people should sort of be on on the fence or on on defense about them like are, are they just using us for uh another second is this is this another moment for them to exploit or do you think that we should just be gracious that we're getting coverage like even though we had to fight for the coverage like should we be happy that they're listening so this is my take on it and this is my honest take on it these are white brands Mm -hmm. and it's it's a difficult question to answer because like i said they're white brands they can only sympathize so much with us and stand with us but they are not us you understand mm. you understand so it's hard to decipher if they have genuine intentions or or intentions just to capitalize on what's going on it's hard to decipher that the solution to that honestly in my greatest opinion is for us as black people to have our own brands because we know that with these issues that that we stand for these issues simply because we wear the badge of honor of having the skin color of being black. You understand? Mm. This is the more reason why we should start having our own brands, even if it means starting from, you know, mimicking what, is ha- what, what brands are already established and putting our own twist into it. The mm. same way they've taken our stuff in the past and put a twist into it and play that game too. You understand? Mm. It should be our time to know. Um, develop our own brands, our own ideas that were in our heads, have some confidence in, 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 in seeing where our brands could go and, and get to, um, get to like a, like a big money generating place like these other brands. So yeah. when, when, when other, and other things like that horizon, God forbid it doesn't, then we can, yeah, we can yeah. then, we can then show that we are, um, we are credible enough to, to show that we are standing with them because we are black and our brands are big. You understand? Yeah. I feel like this should, this should spin off a wave in which we have our own brands. We should, we, should, we should really not be investing in white brands, knowing that we have the capability of making our own brands. Like, just the fact that white, the white brands are benefiting of our culture. They are selling us things that we, we, we invented, we remade, we made popular. It's a slap in the face to us. It's always has, it's, it always has been a slap in the face to us. 100%. So why is it only now when, when they can only show so much solidarity to us that we are opening our eyes? Mm. Why, is it, why is it only now that um, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are realizing that it's time to start investing in black brands? Mm. What about the black brands that, all, that have always been there and trying to push that, push that um, narrative? Yeah. Yet you've got 
it's a big issue. You've got rappers. They know they are role models to the kids. Yeah. They are wearing Gucci, they're wearing Louis, all these other brands yeah. that are not us. Yeah. You know what, they're, they're being brands that are us, that are hot. There's mm. things that, um, is it, what, what's those, that? Fubu. Brands like this. Now, now they're- Fubu? Who's that? Who's that, bro? Mm. <laughs> Oh, oh, hip hop band that was, that was big in the early 2000s, late 90s, isn't it? Fubu? Yeah. I've never heard of that one. You never heard of Fubu? Some wooden big artists were wearing it back then. It's a black brand. That's the, that's the whole point of it. Bro. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a black brand. It's as soon as a brand gets hot, a black brand gets hot, it then just goes into extinction. Because it's, it's these influences, it's these big influencers too, that have have a role in putting these brands to light and consistently make sure that these brands are, are up there. You understand? These, mm. A lot of these brands are also in the early stages, so they can only fund themselves so much. They can only sponsor you so much. Yeah. How about you give you give your heart into making sure that you use your influences, influence to get these brands up to where they mm. need to be so that they can start, you know, giving back and all mm. of stuff and to create a narrative in which we don't have to rely on these white brands no more. You understand? 100%. Like, that's, that's, that's my honest take on it. Like, I, like I can understand. I can understand that um, it's gonna take pressure for the white brands to to, to show that you're in solidarity. They don't. They they are not black. They can only relate with us so much. You understand? So yeah, hundred, hundred percent. It doesn't make. It doesn't even make sense to pressure them into into being in solidarity with us. When we can build our own brands that will automatically be in solidarity with our issues. I I, I get you. you I get you. But but I've I, I feel like though. The reason why people are pressuring those brands here yeah, is because they benefit and profit so much from black culture here yeah, that when they don't show awareness and don't show their presence when these events are happening, it's like, where, where, where have you gone? Where have you gone? What, what, what happened before? It was all la di da di, you and the party. When when it when when it was going good for us, so how come you're not here now? But but you uh, you were always telling us before you you were here for us because you were dancing and and jiving when it was uh, when when there was things popping off for you and you were making sales. You were doing so great. You were doing so well. So why are you? What where have you gone now? In our time of need, that that you, when when you were telling us that you were with us, you were for us. But now, things aren't going well for us. And, and we need somebody to come out, not even come out and come speak, but show solidarity, like, like genuine solidarity and not just exploiting us. Like, and, I, and I think, yeah, you're right. Like, like, at the end of the day, when you actually think about the, the, the core of it, it's, that's exploitation. Bro, if you, you're, you're just there for the good parts. You don't want it. Like, What's that saying? Like, like everyone wants to be black, but doesn't actually want to be black, bruv. Because the 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 weight that comes with a black skin, bruv, or being associated with black people, for, uh, for them it's, it's too much. Most of the time, it's not even solidarity; it's corporate social responsibility. Mm. But but okay, cool, Kalachi. Let's look at those corporate um th- those those cores or or the uh, conglomerates or. What does a uh, gen, general um, corporate base look like, bruv? What's the split, the demographic of that corporate base, bruv? 
Word. It doesn't look like us, bro. Mm. It, it doesn't look like us. Mm. And that's the reason why they can never relate or, 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 or they, they don't fight the battle because for them, it's not their battle. I agree with you. No, fuck, no, no I, I was about to say, originally, my, my, my stance on it here was, I'm, I'm happy that they brought, brought light to it, but nah, button it, bruv, button it. These men... I would like to, I would like to, I would like to lead off on that point. I feel like, like I'm on to it enough, basically. Um, there's always been a culture in which when something, when um, something happens that seems like a progress to us, we don't demand for more. We're happy with that little thing that, that they're giving us. You understand? Mm. So for example, yeah. Um, let me just go on my Twitter real quick. Before you do get onto that, yeah. Mm. The, the, the one thing that I do want to say is you see brands like Benjar, you see brands like Trapstar, mm-hmm. and you see the people, the black influencers who are wearing those. Mm-hmm. Um, one big shout out, shout out to George the Poet, bruv, when he went out on the news and he spoke um, articulately about what's going on in America and how that, that news report, I felt like she was so disrespectful as well. She was like, oh, is Black Lives Matter having a Me Too moment? What do you mean a Me Too moment, bruv? This is some these people's lives, bruv. Sorry, what's the name? What um what the the, the, person. the the person George the poet, yeah um he has a podcast as well. So this guy's a coon, bro. I don't even want to talk about the, the woman. The, the woman's stupid, bruv. Uh, about is Black Lives Matter having a moment? This these are our lives. About is it having a moment? Um, this happens three hundred and sixty-five to twenty-four hours a day, bruv. Mm. Like. It, it doesn't it doesn't stop it's not a moment it's not a, it's it's just right now it's it's having more coverage but the work the groundwork is still happening in it but anyway banda um when george the poet was talking articulately and perfectly about how black people feel within the uk and how it's not just something which is happening in america that police brutality happens here like we, we can bring bring mark duggan and and stephen lawrence and and how these events also happen here, but just because there's not enough coverage, and I said, well, well, there was coverage about it. That's that's what led led to the London riots, and there's been so much stuff that's been done with um, uh, Stephen Lawrence and, and all of that. But um, but the thing which I love uh, about it was the fact that in the interview, um, George the poet was wearing Benjar, and Benjar is a black-owned business, bruv. He was given. Benjar, some live publicity, and I feel that's what a lot of influencers need to do. They need to put their money where 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 um, their mouth is, and I, I think it, it goes on to, to to your point where where um you were saying like what now in it? What now? Like now we've got their attention. I think we as black people need to put our money where our mouth is, and we need to support black businesses, bruv, because we won't support a black like no one else will support a black business like a black person because it's a business for us do you get me so i, I think we need to protect our own we, we need to create our own systems our own businesses our own uh, ecosystems and networks and mm-hmm. we just need to support each other because like, uh, we, we can't be running to pretty little thing and fashion nova when when moments like this happen because they don't understand they're they're going to need to get some um, fashion um, blogger or a fashion Instagram or whatever to come and do their design for them. Like, because they haven't got that direction within their companies and their structures because their demographics doesn't allow it. Because within their corporate structure, there's not enough black people to 
be able to have a voice and to express that these are issues that we need to speak about. So we need to bun off them and we need to create our own things and we need to support us. And if they want to support us, that's cool. That's cool. Definitely support us if, if you feel like you need to, but we need to support each other. And, uh, and that means raising and elevating us. But sorry, um, uh, before I went off on a tangent, what, what, what was it that, that you wanted to ask? You were going on Twitter. Yeah, so um, I feel that black people have, uh, or yeah, black people have a, I guess it's, it's inside us to be over grateful about things. You understand? Yeah. So for example, um, you know with the case of Beli Majinga, Yes, 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 yes. Right. So for you guys that don't know, I think someone spat at her. Yeah, at a railway station. Yes, and that person had coronavirus. Yeah. Caused her to die, right? Yeah, yeah. And... But they, they, they did an inquest and, and they said that um, uh, there, there was no relation to, to, to the incident and her dying. Like, yeah. I, I, they, they just tossed out pretty much. Right, cool. So one of my friends liked uh, liked an article on Twitter or retweeted where he said, "Breaking news: CPS asked to review evidence in death of railway worker Betty Majinga." Now, this stands at two thousand seven hundred and fifteen retweets and three thousand and sixty-three likes. Right? Yeah. When you go inside and actually read what it's got to say. You give it two paragraphs, right? And it has said something about the British Transport Police said the case was not being reopened. Now, if you look at some of the black people that commented on that news article, some are saying things like, um, um, let me see one second. Some were praising the efforts, right? And which is obviously it's a progression, so obviously it deserves praise to an extent. However, there's been many instances in where in, in where there's been a case closed, and then they're going to do another inquest, and then we never hear about it after that. The mm. inquest takes two or three years or four years, right? And personally, I think just to say, oh, breaking news: CPS asked to review evidence in death of railway worker. Is that newsworthy if the case is not even going to be reopened? You understand? I think just, that's just clickbait, isn't it? Like, yeah, the, the article just gives the impression that the job is done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no inquest. Oh. But the case is not, isn't it? You said the police have clearly said the case has not been reopened. Why don't you make that the breaking news? Mm. Why don't they make that the breaking news? That's it. That's what. Um... Uh, media platforms and and the news doing it like like they they already stated that before in it they they said it was closed, but I guess maybe that the fact that they were asked to do a review or look deeper into it or do a review, not 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 that it was going to be reopened. Maybe that was newsworthy that if it's an update on it that they were asked to do a review in it. And another um, thing, another thing, right? News on black people. Are not, I'm not going to blame like, that ethnic minorities. No, news on black people are not taken seriously in this country. I'll say that because remember how there was an article in the news, right? Where it, they said that um, there was a delay 
in the in the release of the information of COVID nineteen deaths and black people, right? Mm-hmm. You saw that, right? Well, that, that that we're more likely to to die from yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. No, they said that they delayed it due to what's happening in America, and it might cause a storm in the UK. That's why they delayed it. Now, seriously, yeah, that's why they delayed it, and now it has come. It's come to pass that black men are four times more likely to die from coronavirus. Now, what do you think when you hear that news? What? That, the fact that black men are four times more likely to die from coronavirus? That, that they delay the information that black men are four times more likely to die from coronavirus. That's twisted. That's messed up. Not only that, but a day after, after that news had come, had, had come to pass, they don't even report on it no more. It takes time to even dig out the 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 news on the people that said that there was been a delay on it. Like the news is now obscure. Yeah. It makes you think how seriously do these white papers take the news on black people? My bro, we we just have to look in the past at how black people are portrayed by the media. So for people they to don't, say that, they, for gone, people to say that Racism is not; it does not exist in in. Oh, it is in, live in, and kicking, my bro. They because live and kicking. Yeah, they say that because they're comparing it to America's police brutality. Now, if you look at it from the scales, America is at the other end of the scale, in which in which it's just it's just extreme. It's just extraterrestrial. That does not mean that our um complications don't exist just because we're comparing it to America's situation. Oh, facts, my bro, facts. What, what they need to do is take America out of the situation and yeah. look at the fact that even in the workplace, even in the workplace, right, our statistics are mixed with the statistics of Asians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they mix us all in bane. Exactly. I hate it. I hate when they do that, bro. Exactly. I hate it. Our experiences are not the same. Exactly. You can't lump all my, uh, minority groups into one thing and just say, yeah, you're all the same thing. We're not the same. The racism here is subtle. You understand? The racism in the UK is subtle. And that's why it goes over so many black people's heads in the UK. It's subtle. You understand? It's really subtle. You have to really... It's systematic, bro. Systematic. It's ingrained in the culture. Exactly. You have to really sit down and do your research to realise that there's there's, there's a lot of racism here. You understand? Bro, look, look, look. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example, yeah? You Mm. see Meghan Markle. How long was was Meghan Meghan Markle here before she got driven out of the country? Mm. It was like a couple years, wasn't it? Yeah, so I'll, I'll bring a couple points here. Yeah? So I'll compare um, Kate Middleton to Meghan Markle. So um, on multiple occasions, news covered Meghan Markle. Yeah, um, one one point on avocados. Yeah, so for Kate Middleton, they said that um, her husband William presented her with um, avocados, which are great um because they have these lovely health properties blah 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 good for your skin good for health da, 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 da. for meg markle they said that um the avocados may be linked to terrorist activity gang violence this and that yeah then another point um kate middleton um was cradling her baby bump yeah um and and they were saying oh how cute it was how lovely it was that she was caring and 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 giving and and dainty like a princess blah 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 when it came to um to Meghan Markle they were saying that why is she caressing her stomach 
why why is why is she always on her stomach does can she not do anything else why is it that that she needs to to force her baby bump on on the world then um for kate middleton's wedding um i, I think she had a bunch of roses or daisies or it was a certain bouquet of, of flowers yeah um and uh, and they said that how um, they, they talked about how lovely the the flowers are for Meghan Markle. They, they they were talking about how her bouquet of flowers could potentially have killed a member of the royal family, bro. That's just one person. Then we could talk about Raheem Sterling. Question. Let me ask you a question. In 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 Meghan Markle's case, does that surprise you? No, because she's black, my bro. Why 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 do you think? When they compare very, very similar or the same circumstances, they decide to depict a black person villainously while they depict a white person positively. All right, so we it's know because the media has an agenda. Exactly. They want to portray black people in a certain way. Mm. And, and Meghan Markle, who's foreign, mm. just came in. Bro, the, the, the first way that they depicted Meghan Markle in the media, yeah, was mm. that she was this ghetto girl from Compton, where where bullets spray through your windows, da, 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 da. fam. This woman is an educated woman. She mm. deserves the same level of respect as anyone else within the royal household. Why was she depicted so villainously? And how was it? People were were comparing her like to to a vampire sucking the life out of Harry. Bro, have you seen her? Now 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 she's come out of the country. Skin glowing, it's good. Vitamin C all in there. She's looking lovely, cause stress free. She left the the British media. Yeah, have an agenda to try and tear down all black people. You're, even look, I'll give you another one. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, when he died, the BBC covered um, a couple clips of of him. Yeah, my bro. Why were the clips of not not of Kobe Bryant? Why were they of LeBron James? You can't do simple Googles. You're trying to tell me in the entire of, of the BBC, bro, they couldn't do a Google and just type in Kobe Bryant. This is a man's death. Then you want to even compare Storms in Lukaku, bro. They're mixing up Storms in Lukaku. You just Google the men and you find them. How can you mix that up? You, a big BBC. And then let's even compare uh, and, and talk about how they even talked about Raheem Sterling. They berated the man, hounded him. After this man had to suffer abuse, chanting, monkey noises. Bro, the, the amount of things that Raheem Sterling had to go through. Now all the um, presenters and, um, and pundits and everything all want to praise Raheem and say how brave he is, how he's gone through this. But before that, they were slandering him. The British media do not like black people, my bro. And it's, it's plain and simple. It's just in your face. It's just that... Over here, they don't kill people right, as I've much. Got, I've, got, as I've much. got a question for you. Go on. If we know that the British public don't like black people, that the media don't like black people, why are we still trying to get them to accept us? Why are we still trying to get them to accept us? Because we have a right to live just as much as anyone else does. Yes, but... That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, that, that's not, doesn't go hand in hand with them accepting us. If things don't go the way they are supposed to, first of all, they, they are letting us into this country, right? If things don't go 
the way we want it to go. Why can't we just go to the street and protest and, and write and show them that this is not what we want. This is what we want. We start to make our demands. They'll have to, they, uh, they, we have to accept them. Why don't we pick the script like that? Why don't, for example, make our own media, my, our own tabloid? We have so many journalists, black journalists that are unemployed. Why don't we use our money and fund them to make their own daily newspapers? You understand? Why don't yeah. we build a black world in, within a white Britain? As, metaphor, as metaphorically as it sounds, why don't yeah. we build a world in which we, we, we start to look at the way they are playing a game and then we emulate it? You understand? Yeah. Uh, my bro, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I'm Why 100% with you. Accept, uh, get them to accept us. They can't because they haven't got this color. You understand? Yeah. They, can only, they, can only, they, can, they can only fake it so much or even even show an actual kindness, this and that. But that does not mean they're with us. It's just an illusion. You mm. understand? Yeah. Or one thing, Kalachi, that I want to bring up, yeah, mm. is that you have to remember, yeah, what is the split? of black people in this country, my bro. We make up 4% of the population here in the UK, bro. We are the minority. They are the majority. White people make up, make up 86% of people in this country, bro. They hold all the power. They hold all the money. Like, like they, they, they own and operate and created this the system, bro. Mm. So the, the way in which they will portray us within the media, and as lovely as it would that if we could create our own, we can create our own our own media and and mediums to promote um, black culture for what it really and truly is, and and not just agenda that that they put forward. Yeah, but the the progress to get there is it's it's little steps, and and it's got to happen over time. But from, from uh, what you were saying before about why are people not protesting and in the streets, people are doing that, bro. They're, they're doing it right now. Uh, and I feel like right now is a very pivotal moment in black history, I, I think personally, because I feel like there hasn't been this much coverage on, on something like this in a long, long time. And I think now what we do with this attention that we've got on us is so key. Because we, we need to make sure that people really un, do understand their white privilege, the, the, the white system which has been built to oppress black people and to disadvantage uh, black people and to, to disenfranchise black people, bro. So, you know, you know, one thing I realized here, one thing I realized is um, I'll come back to the progress thing you said because you're talking about, you, you said little steps and you used the word but before that. And I'd like to say to use the word but before the fact that we have to use little steps has already put something in the mind frame that, oh, it's going to be long, it's going to be long. Let's, let's just look for an, a quicker alternative. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, bro. I didn't say that. I didn't I, say I'm, that. Not, I'm not saying you say that. I'm not saying you said, I'm not saying you said that, but I feel like that's a narrative for a lot of black people that they'd rather look for a quick and easier way of doing things rather than doing the hard work and dirty work to get to where we want to be that will benefit us for the long term. That's that's the way I, I see it for, um, for it's not, Is that not the little steps, though? Yes, it's little steps, but there's there's some steps that we can also take that I don't think like you know anyone's anyone's like bringing a step to the table. For example, um, you see how we have a Black History Month. Mm. The Black History Month only focuses on the past. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, and I'll I'll put that aside. Right, 
black people as much as we were four percent in the UK, we are what fifteen percent in London. Yeah, black people are fifteen percent in London, and London is where the magic happens, right? Mm. We have proven not Pick only up yourself, South London. We have proven. In 2016, I don't know when the Trayvon Martin solidarity march happened. I don't know if it's 2016 or whatnot. Or I don't know if it's I can't remember. Something around there. Something around yeah. there, yeah. We proved in 2016 and this year that we have a voice and we will march for a cause. The only problem is that cause is not even in our country. It's only in America in which British people, would, British black people would then come together in multitudes. When, mm. we have, when we have issues of our own, Americans, Americans, if you look on Twitter, they look at us as cowards, as, as not the cowards, but as corny, because mm. we, are, we, are, we are standing for an issue that does not even affect us in a scale that affects them. You understand? Mm. They've got their own issues, we've got our own issues. You don't see yeah. us watching for things that happen in China, for, for black, black people in China. You understand? Oh, but, there's some bad stuff happening exactly. up there as well. You see yeah. us watching for that? But yeah. we keep on bum-licking Americans like we don't have our own black British identity. That's yeah, the problems that we need to fight for. Now, mm. so our voice, we've got a voice. Voice is not a problem. It's the way we are using a voice that 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 is it needs a lot of more research. You understand? Yeah, okay. Now, if I was if 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 I was in the shoes of the fifteen percent of black people in Britain, what I'll do is what I'll do is um you know I would I'll propose a follow up month to Black History Month. You know, just be subtle about it, be professional about it. And if they're not answering, then we can take to the streets not as as massive, massively as we can. We propose a follow-up month, maybe called a Black Confidence Month. In mm. which this is focused on the present and future. This is natural, this is natural um lead on from Black History Month. Because Black but, History Month sorry, uh, so, sorry, 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 bro, yeah. Mm. I don't think we should even do that, bro. I I don't, I don't think we should limit black culture and black history and black excellence and black achievements no, no, no. to one month, bro, or two months or three months, bro. In the same way that we celebrate Nicholas Tesla or Thomas Edison or anything like that, bro, we should learn about black history in the same light. There were so many black inventors, black people who have made changes and done things and created things that, that have improved, um, mankind bro like well, we should learn about that in the same way like, like when we're in school we learn white history and white history alone bro the only thing that we learn like the, the, the most educated piece of um black history that or black culture that we learn about in school mm. is about slavery let's keep it true mm. that's it that, that's it that, that's that's like the, the 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 biggest thing that we learn about black history mm. and i i think that in itself definitely puts us in, in, a, in a bad light. Like, essentially, it gives people the idea that all Black people have gone through is struggle. All Black black people have gone through is suffering, when that's not true. Because they choose not to tell that story. They choose not to tell that narrative. And then when, when you do that, it creates these ideas and unconscious biases and, and thoughts about how you should view Black people. That Black people was thought of as low black people were subservient to people black black people were criminals black people were thugs and i, I, I feel like those prejudices are perpetrated when when you don't praise 
a race or when, when, when you don't show the entire story because that's not the entire story of black people, bruv. There's so many black people who have done amazing things. So kids need to know about that. Like, I, I, I think definitely this generation, bun, fam, done, yeah? There's, there's so much hate within so many people already, but I do feel like young people are the future and they're the next generation. Like, they're going to be the people holding the torch because the way people think about other people now, like, we're, we're the most open-minded, the most connected that we've ever been, yeah? I feel like definitely now is the time to start planting those seeds where we start praising um, black people for all, all the achievements that they've done and do things that change the curriculum because it doesn't affect the curriculum in any way. If anything, it betters it because you show the full picture. So I, I think we should be doing things like that, like, like, like um, praising black culture and, and showing it in a different light that it doesn't have, it's not all struggle. It's never been all struggle. It's only been struggle because they wanted to show us that it's struggle and to keep us down. So I, I don't think black history should be limited to a month. Like we, we need to make sure we're actively educating ourselves and telling ourselves that we are great, that we have done amazing things. And we, and we need to make sure it's an active decision and an active choice that we do year round. And, and even if they don't want to tell us, all the things and the amazing things that we've done, we need to encourage each other to go out and go buy books and, and, and learn about black culture and black history and all the amazing things that we, we've done. Okay, Even so if they don't want to do it for us, let's do it for ourselves. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will come back to my point I was about to make, but so I want to talk about black history month as well. And I will just go back to the point that um, we talk about putting it in the curriculum, but the yeah. curriculum is, is very white dominated and and there's only so much that they can bring without in there's only so much they can bring i feel like a better proposal would be um for us as black people to make it mandatory that after school there's this like there's like black hubs in london in which the kids have to come and educate and, and get educated about you know black successes Mm. So like the I like that. that. I like yeah. that still. I like that. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah, hundred so, yeah, percent. So, so in, in Black History Month, like, it has to be in October. Every every day of October, maybe, or even once once a week in October. Kind of like Sunday school. Something like that. Something like that. So the the curriculum can teach what they want about Black history. There's only so much that we can we can influence them. Obviously, we'll put pressure on them to put to better stuff. But then these kids will have to come. It's compulsory. They will come to link up with other Black people to even to, to talk as well. They'll come to learn about the great successes of black people, the man who made the traffic light, the man who made the the, the this and, and the that's you understand? The, the mm. man who, who 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 can be in comparison to Thomas Edison, you understand? Mm. Great sports. Lewis great, Latimer. Great, great, what did you say? Yeah, Lewis, Lewis Latimer. Great sportsman, um just um great great people of the past, all right? I feel like that's that's a proposal that needs to be done. When, when we talk about things moving forward, we should we should always I feel like we should always talk about things we can do as black people. It's not trying to rely on the system because they will delay, they'll delay and, and say they'll they're thinking of it, but they're delaying it because it's not a priority mm. to them. They're not black, they're white. It only be a no, priority I, to I, them. Uh, clutch, sorry, actually no, uh, carry on. Uh, finish finish your point. Finish your point. Finish your point. Let, let us have press. we should have we should have um we should have uh, a ministry which is focused on putting pressure on, on, on white people to do to, to step up by the same time away from that ministry you should also have our own incentives to 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 
make sure that the narrative of what is correct is fixed on our, on our black youths into in, in in terms of black history and stop relying on on white people to, to stop relying on white people to be, better um better better whatever it, it, it is to come because they'll they'll always put baby steps those um do little things and make it look like it's a big thing you understand mm, yeah I get you. so that's that, that's what i want to say for the black history stuff so you're about to say something or um so uh you you were saying that it's on us as black people yeah mm-hmm. and yes i agree with you 100 yeah, we definitely. should definitely do our part take responsibility enough talking yeah of course of course definitely and also i think we as black people need to put our money where our mouth is mm-hmm. yeah that we need to actively invest in in black owned businesses mm-hmm actively and black causes and actively do things like donate like uh, say, say to the george floyd um situation or black lives matter cause like actively like, like there's so many people who will like a instagram post or uh, like a retweet a, a twitter thing or like a facebook post or whatever but that's great but right now we've got bare coverage there's bare coverage already the, the the whole world the, the the eyes of the world are already on this situation we've yeah. done it cool great now what's next exactly what's next so what are you doing from this point to improve the situation what steps are you doing to try and further black people from this point we it's great we've we've got here and now everyone is listening to what we need to do but now we need to drop some battle plans about what's the next step Exactly. So, um, leading on from that, that's why I wanted to propose. It's, it's just something that was in my head. You know, what I'm saying it's not. It's just something in my head. So, mm-hmm. just choose three as something that was in my head and, and listen there. No, go on. Got you. I was, I was proposing uh, his little step as well. Obviously, it will it will make follower steps. It will inspire bigger things. But it's a little step. I take it as a little step here. Yeah. I was proposing a black confidence month that derives from that that derives from Black History Month is is um. It's in the month of November, and it's focused on the youths. Now, what we do, um, we have to pressure the government to make it by law for every black professional in the city or whatever they do to have two half-day leaves that is that is paid for by the government, in which they can go to these assemblies, right, and to show them that there are other ways of making money rather than rap, drugs, and sports. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> rap, drugs, and sports. So, for example, for example, the <laughs> big city black boss, a big banker, he's making banks, mm. can come to these schools, and it's and it's funded by the government. His 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 league can come to these schools in a morning of 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 let's say of of third of November, right? Mm. Come to the assembly to educate the black youths, and, and it's required by law for them to do so. We pressure the law to make them do so. You know what I'm saying? We demand for that. Because mm. too much is never enough when it comes to these things. Because we need to we need to get up there. So we need to think boldly. We need to think, we need to think out of the ordinary and, and yeah. enforce it to become a reality. That's what we need to do right now. You don't, yeah. you don't accept what's given. We need to go a step further. You understand? Because that's what mm. they when they came to our country and taking our stuff. We need to go with mm. that mindset. You understand? Mm. So um I, I I got a quick question about that, yeah. So, oh, no, I say, oh, I should, oh, no, Cameron, yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, so, got you, got you. So they come, to, so they come to the schools, maybe in batches, 10, 10 professionals from different, from different 
from different professions to come to the school to see how you can make money off of you know engineering or maths or, or, or doing these things courses and they emphasize that you have to get good that oh this would be before their mock exams so now they're inspired and it's heated in the brains that okay you can make money like that they're mocking mm-hmm. around the corner this is before they've even taken the a levels in which dictates their path in the uk you know, mm. you know what I'm saying? So, obviously, if you get 320 UCAS points, then you're good. If you get anything lower, then let's just say, let's just say you're not good, isn't it? So, this is done early, from early. You know what I'm saying? It shows confidence in them. And if, for example, they bank A's in their mock exams, and their mock exams, they are now eligible for insight days in top firms. You know what I'm saying? And now they're still in confidence. That's it's in hope. They've seen a direction for them. Especially for the ones that didn't have a father. I say that because yeah, my father, my, my dad, yeah, he went to he went to Nigeria in I think 2004. So I was I was eight years of age. And he he died in 2007 and I was what eleven. Now, ever since then I've just been carrying that zeal that that I've been trying to carry the zeal that he instilled in me from early. But it kind of diminished, 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 especially when I was hanging around with people like, you know, people who were in jail right now. And and by then, the zeal, the, the, the zeal to even learn and everything had gone out the window because, you know, I was the only one that was carrying me. I had no role models. Mm. And this is a situation for a lot of black boys in Britain where they, mm. up, where they have their, their itching to find a role model. And the role models out there are rappers, sports stars, and drug dealers. You understand? Mm. Mm. So if, if you have something like that and then um, um, Make it that if you get A's in mock exams, you can now come to an insight, uh, a black led insight day in JP Morgan, in, in Goldman Sachs, in these big engineering firms, in these big consultancy firms. That is, that, that is, that is going to be something that, that's going to harden them even more. You're giving them a plethora of black mentors to help them along the way to lead their role models from early. The drug dealers in the area can't, you can't, 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 can't lead them astray. The, the mm. rappers can't. Can, they only see rappers as face value. Yeah, the music is nice, but that's that's not a potential career. This is a guaranteed career for them. This will start a narrative because this is this is an every year thing. So you know, year eleven, let's say year ten of of, of twenty eighteen is getting that. Year ten of twenty nineteen is getting that. Year ten of twenty twenty is getting that. And it's going to be a year thing that's sparking a generation. And this is before the UCAS point things. You know, what I'm saying they already know the power of education, the power of of getting these professions to get the money and, and to stay safe in the street. You understand? Yeah. And that's, that's that's just one of the one of the things that I advise for a black company that's not. Mm. Okay. Now it's always talk about increasing the confidence of black youth. Because I know black youth they, they don't have confidence. A lot of the confidences are fake. They, they, they have to you have to take the confidence to look like a man of the streets. So that's not confidence. Mm. That's insecurities from. That's why I call it black confidence, not real confidence. Mm. And, and to also teach to teach black girls that they they're better than what what their their peers may tell them. You understand? Strong, mm. strong black women in the industry showing that you know if you, if you get your mind right and you ignore these these, these fuck niggas that speak in the way they, they can get they can get to where they need to be. Mm. That's not talking about this black confidence map that was in my head. Mm. Reinforce this idea of letting these professional workers have two half day leaves. It's going to make a lot of difference. That's the way I see things. It's going to make a lot of difference. You see. You said a lot. You said a lot in it. And I agree with a lot of what you said, yeah. But I feel like, okay, uh, number one, yeah. Number one, these black professionals, bro. What if some of them don't want to take a day off? Do you know what I mean? Because if, if you think about it, two days in the business world could actually mean 
two days less of productivity. It's half day, so it's going to be from nine to, let's say, 12, 12 nine to 12. So okay, even that, even that, even that, yeah. Let's just say one day, let's just say one day, one, one half day. They, they take some time off to go and do this. I feel like this could be done and they, they don't have to take a day off. You could invite some kids to come up to your office and understand what work in which you're doing within your office without having to take the day off. Like they could just come around, come sit around, come shadow you for a day and come see what a day in the life of a JP Morgan worker is. And I've, I feel like your, your incentive of getting good grades and that being a requirement in which you're able to do that, I think definitely is sick because maybe it's, it's for the black um, uh, kids who come from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, who, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, vulnerable people, vulnerable people. Yeah, that definitely. Just, uh, I, I think that's it. And then two, um, your your point about um, about people, if if they do these things, they'll be less susceptible to to looking up to to role models in the streets. I think that's very simple. It's kind of simplistic still. You were one way in your house. I, I'm I'm not sure if if it was the, the same for you, but when when you were inside your house, yeah you acted a certain way because your mum demanded a certain level of respect and a way of living and you, uh, you're, you, you were just patterned at home in it. But that doesn't necessarily mean when you step outside of your house, you're doing the exact same things. So in, in the same way that I feel like a majority of these kids who are out on the roads know right from wrong, but still decide to do wrong, yeah? It's too simplistic for you to say that if there are certain schemes and stuff like that like, like definitely the schemes will definitely help but it's it's a bigger problem than that than, than just saying a couple of schemes are going to be able to just fix this problem those schemes will vastly 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 change the landscape of um the amount of people that that are attracted to roles because they're going to have things like they're going to have less time less free time to do nothing and be on the roads because they'll be in schemes um, and also they'll have mentors as well who'll be able to guide them and do, 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 all that kind of stuff. And that's great. But I don't, I think it's too simplistic to, to, to just say that that's going to be fixed by, um, by, by the scheme. But yeah. Um, and finally, I feel like this entire thing, yeah, that you're talking about, it doesn't need to be done by the government, bruv. We can do it ourselves. Everything you said is sick. Say, for example, if you work at JP Morgan and, and uh, you put it forward in, in a business meeting or, or, um, or, or maybe like a suggestion put at work or whatever, that you want to bring in a couple kids from um, diverse sets of backgrounds to come in and come and see what a day in the life of JP Morgan is. Or if I work at um, X engineering company and I want to bring in a couple kids, like exactly what you're talking about, bro. Ultimately, at some point in my life, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to, because I feel like information and knowledge is the key to freeing yourself and giving yourself options, bruv. That's what a lot of these kids in low socioeconomic backgrounds lack. They lack options because of their starting point in life, bruv. But I don't think that relying on the government to set some policy 
is going to be able to single-handedly fix it. Definitely some government incentives or government funding would definitely help astronomically. And then I, I feel like what, what we could do is that have government, um, the, the government allocate some dedicated funding to certain groups who um, create causes and, and uh, schemes and things for, for black people and then they distribute it to to um supporting um schemes and and projects and stuff like that to help black people i think definitely that would be key but i think relying solely on the government to be able to do that i think number one would be too hard and number two i don't think they'd even do it properly bruv like 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 you were saying we as black people know what is good for black people so let um activities for black people be run by black people because we know what we need we, we've been screaming for youth clubs f- to come back for how many years, bruv? How, how long has it been before they admitted and said that, ah, oh, um, there's been links um, to uh, disparity in, in, in kids going to the streets and committing more crimes and blah, 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 with a lack of youth funding and youth services and stuff like that. We've been saying it and screaming it for time, bruv. Like, it's common sense. So I don't think we need to rely on the British government to be able to do things for us. I think definitely what you were saying before about the black hubs, like going out and going teaching kids and blah, blah, and mentoring and all that kind of stuff. I think that is sick, my bro. I think definitely that is something we should be pushing. But to rely solely on the government, bond that, bruv. Bond the system, all of that, fam. So, yeah. One, one, one last thing, yeah, that I want to say. Big shout out to Nike still, or Nike, whatever in it. Because I'm not sure if, if you noticed, yeah, but you see how Nike are always backing the man then, bruv. Consistently, yeah? But I'm not going to talk about any other brand because I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know about any other brand if if they have been just as supportive as nike then that's amazing and that's great but right now i want to talk about nike and how their contribution to the black community and the black cause and black lives matter has been so consistent and not just black lives matter but a lot of other social issues i'll reel them off right now like there was an advert for for the black lives matter right now um about george floyd there was also colin kaepernick when when um President Trump was against Nike and saying how they were so unpatriotic. Um, people were burning Nike's um, products and saying that, oh, if Nike keep backing Colin Kaepernick, they're, they're going to burn it, chop it up. Bro, Nike's stock shares dipped. They dropped, bro. Because they took it upon themselves to support a cause which they saw was bigger than just profits, bro. Then also you want to talk about Serena Williams with, with her black cat suit, bro. When she came back from pregnancy, um, that like um, all, all the, all the um, full body suits were banned within um, tennis, but they decided to go out on a limb and go and help her. Um, and they used her as um, one of their spokespeople. Then also you, you want to talk about the Muslim um, runners. You also want to talk about the uh, Muslim sportswomen when they, um, when they designed the, the Nike um, pro hijab. Um, also want to talk about the, um, the Muslim runner as well, who they designed the Nike Pro full body suit to in, um, for inclusivity as well. Um, also want to talk about the Nike London ad when they had bare man, bruv. 
they featured so much black culture, bro. They had um, Chicken Cottage in Peckham, bro, in, in the advert. Giggs was in that. Um, Tuba Akpom was in there. So many black um, British sports stars were in there, bro. They have been pushing black people and black culture and social rights issues for so long and for, and so consistently like I, I think you've got to show love to Nike man Nike have been doing it and regardless of whether how it affects their shares or their stocks or anything like that they do it unapologetically yeah and to all the other brands who are trying to jump on the bandwagon um and uh, and trying to get a quick buck out of this this situation by saying that you you stand with us or people who are trying to use other black people or black friends to exploit this this moment to have a pity party about them and just speak about them and be the center of attention all those people i say this with the utmost disrespect suck your mother through a curly caprice on straw you pussy yo. Honestly, big up Nike. Nike been doing their thing. Honestly, they're one of the few brands who have really been supporting and doing it. And to everyone else who who is who is just faking it, because honestly, I hate. See, like, I, I I was I was of the mind. I already told you before. I was of the mind yeah, to to really support, um, like like the the fact that they're actually back in the thing. But if it comes from a corny place or a non-genuine place, I don't even want to hear it, bruv. Like, I, I want to see your track record. I, I want to see how many black people are, are within your your organization. Just like Jackie Aina was saying, pull up or shut up, man. Like, all, all, this, all this fakery, we don't need it, man. We've got all the publicity right now. We just need to do what we need to do and demand things and really make some real social change, man. But yeah. Is, is anything you want to add, Kalaji? Oh, that's it. Man. I think this was a very interesting discussion as well. Yeah, I think I think it was still. I think it was needed as well. Proper, proper needed. I think it, uh, we we definitely noted a couple of things, but yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like we need to have this discussion again to talk about you know just how we could progress. Oh yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I think gone, gone. Sorry. That we could just select one hour to talk about how we can progress. In Britain as a black people. Mm, definitely, 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 because it's relevant. And bro, it matters to us, man, because this is our lives, isn't it? So I, I, I think definitely we should always be looking to to progress and, and look forward in it and see how we can help our community and our people. But anyway, it was a it was a sick episode, man. Thank you, thank you for, for pulling up and coming through still. I really enjoyed this conversation. As always, my brother, fam. That's Tana. Ah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, thank you, people, for tuning in for another episode of Tea and Waffles. More waffles for your head top for another time. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs>